ready to go. It's time to be at the door. It's like I'm moving on down the line. Well, I got my ticket and I got my hat. What's that going on? It'll come back. That's why I'm moving on down the line. Hello, I'm Todd DeFeo, editor of Sightseer's Delight. At this point, do we really need to discuss how much COVID has affected the travel industry and our travel plans? It seems pretty clear by now. Trips have been postponed or canceled. In other instances, we've had to settle for destinations that didn't top or even make the list. However, it hasn't been all bad, even if it wasn't exactly what we would have planned under ideal circumstances. But here we are, roughly two years into a pandemic everyone is tired of discussing. My question is simple. What does this mean for travel? Well, there are a few different answers to that question depending on where you sit. My first guest in this new podcast says many people are opting to rent a house and take an extended trip, a move that allows them to mix business and pleasure. The, the whole concept of Airbnbs and, and VRBOs and the, this, this short-term rental industry has, has been around for a while, but it's definitely been accelerated by some of the, the tech platforms, um, Airbnb specifically. And then even more so accelerated through um, through the pandemic, where people were looking to have their own space and to be able to travel as a family and know that they're going to be, you know, able able to just have uh, that that privacy aspect while still being able to vacation. And uh, our company does everything between the guests, so we are the servicing company that will come in and complete the entire turnover process, um, including the cleanings, the the linen service, the or uh, the consumable items that you see Jonathan Wicks is the owner of Well and Good Property Services. His company provides short-term rental servicing, and he's seen firsthand the changes in the rental market. More people are skipping the hotel and looking to stay somewhere they feel is theirs, whether it's a rental house or an apartment. The, the, the word travel has really just changed a lot now. It used to be you know, going and doing quick vacations, but now with the work-from-home uh, mindset. It's people are going to to stay somewhere for a couple of weeks, and they want to have a space that allows their family to have, um, you know, to have all the all the enjoyments of a home, but also things like, you know, I want great Wi-Fi, and I want maybe an office in the in the space, and it's just so much more than the hotel room um, philosophy that that has always been around with travel, and it really is a great a great addition to to how we move around and how, how we really live as a society. Um, definitely seeing a lot more of that now. Um, just with even even just some of the um, the check in and out processes where you just know that the house is going to be you're going to be the only person entering. You're not going to have to deal with the front desk and all the different challenges that can come along with with a typical hotel stay. That's an interesting trend because yeah, these uh, sort of longer terms, you know, house rentals, um, you know, all the different sites that are out there have been around for a while, but it, it almost seems like they were perfectly suited for uh, something that we're experiencing right now, this uh, pandemic. And it was so interesting because right as soon as the pandemic happened, um, right in March of 2020, a lot of the short-term rental owners were in full panic mode because what they had is they had all these bookings that canceled, and um, you know, the hosts were just like, "This is the end." You know, everybody, no one's going to move. Well, then about two or three months later, once the summer of 2020 hit, the exact opposite happened. All of a sudden, they had demand like they had never seen because everybody was trying to get out of a city and trying to get into a place where they could just be. I, 
I remember even myself, we went to quarantine in a big house that had a pool and we just knew if we're going to be somewhere that we can't move from, we'd rather be in a place that's enjoyable and potentially has some sunshine and maybe some fun activities that we can do on site. And uh, that really led into a boom in the industry versus versus the, the fear that really had happened when, it, when the pandemic first happened. Now, short-term rentals can definitely look back and say it, it absolutely brought a lot of people into the industry that maybe hadn't even considered it before. And what we found is that once people start traveling with short-term rentals, they never go back. It's now not, you know, what are we going to book a hotel or Airbnb? It's what Airbnb are we going to book when we go on our next vacation? That is definitely the trend. Um, So when it comes to actually booking, uh, and I guess this would actually even apply to hotels as well, but when it comes to to booking in the the modern era in which we live and and find ourselves, uh, this COVID era, what's something that people should keep in mind in terms of when it comes to cleanliness and and how do you assess that? I mean, is it going on to all these different uh, review websites where where people can complain about something or or leave their assessment of a a site? What's what's the best way to to begin that process? That's a great point. And I think it's a lot of the reasons why we exist. Um, the short-term rental industry was not at the level and scale that it is now. Um, previously, over you know, it, it's typically been done by a lot of individuals. Uh, meaning that you know, originally when you had Airbnb, that stood for air mattress bed and breakfast, where they would literally put an air mattress out on the floor and say, "Okay, you sleep here." And there was no concept of cleaning the house beforehand. That wasn't even a thought process. And So as the industry has evolved, it's gotten into a little bit more of that professionalism, which includes the cleaning. And that that was a needed thing. And Airbnb instituted things like a cleaning fee. Um, But now what we're at is this point of what does that mean? What does the cleaning include? And there's there's really a lot of question marks around that for travelers. Um, One of the things that that we looked at and we looked at trying to standardize um, are some of the biggest problem areas of the industry. The number one thing being the laundry. So we have seen that over the course of the industry, most of the the laundry has been done by a residential cleaner will come into the property, they will strip the beds, and they will attempt to clean all the laundry with the washer and dryer that's on site. And then they will take that, you know, they'll wash it, they'll dry it while they're cleaning the house, and then they'll put everything back on the beds. What that has led to, though, is just a complete and a, a, a non-professional aspect of laundering that, that leads to less than sanitary conditions oftentimes within the linens themselves. Uh, you know, cleaners are, are going to be wanting to do things a little bit faster. They might have 10 beds that they need to wash on top of all the towels. So that leads to them doing things like quick washes or, you know, not even potentially washing them at all. And one of the aspects that as a guest that you can really be aware of is asking how is the laundering done? Is the laundering done off-site with commercial units? Um, because if, if the answer is no, as a traveler, you can just know that there's there's a chance that your laundering might not be as clean as you'd like it to be. And uh, and we at Well and Good, that is one of our, our immediate stop gaps is that we will always make sure that all the laundering is done professionally and off-site. With hotels, they're set up for that. You know, they have they have all those things, but, but the fact is, is that there are a lot of downsides to hotels as well. And so for those that are looking for the short-term rental option, you just want to look at what are the good things about a hotel and, and does the host mimic those good things about a hotel? So for instance, the, the laundry is definitely one of those items. Um, you also can start to look into aspects of air ventilation. You know, are the, 
are the air vents, um, are, have they been serviced regularly? And these are things that you can actually ask your host before booking the property. And a lot of times they're going to, um, they're going to be open about talking to the, about those things. If they're not, you might have a problem. Well, that, that raises an interesting question about asking the host on the front end. Is that something, maybe a misconception uh, that people have? Um, you know, they're not doing some of that due diligence on the front end. They're not reaching out and asking questions. I know with a hotel, you can obviously pick up the phone and, and call the front desk, and they may or may not have an answer for you, and that answer may or may not be accurate. Do people think when it comes to some of these uh, other type of rentals, maybe that they can't do that in advance and aren't just taking that uh, additional step? Yes, I think that that's, that's definitely because of these technology platforms that have that have moved in, Airbnb specifically, those companies are very big on the instant book option. So just you click the button and you're immediately booked and there's no questions asked, there's no communication. Um, the, there, there is the simplicity of that that is great, but if you're somebody who's wanting to know a little bit more, especially if it's a property that you haven't stayed at or a host that you haven't, uh, that you haven't stayed at one of their properties, uh, you absolutely can message um, back and forth before booking, and and I think it's a smart thing to do. You're, the, the key with short-term rentals is the host. The host is going to be making decisions, um, particularly in regarding to the servicing aspect. And you know, to to me as a guest, I want to know: Does that host do they do they put an emphasis on professional servicing? Um, do they use a company? That is doing off-site laundering. That is that is um, you know requiring that aspect of cleanliness that is that is needed in today's world. Um, and those those are things that are absolutely should be asked more often. And and the fact is that they're not a lot of times because the tech platforms don't make it as easy as it should. Is it fair to say then all of this consider? I mean, is this potentially, at least with the longer-term rentals, the biggest shift, perhaps, that we've seen in sort of their, their business model and their approach since they've come on the scene? When it comes to rentals, yes. I think that we've, for the longest time, have, have really looked at the 12-month lease, for instance. And, you know, we look at where did that come from? What was our, what was our, our, our societal reason for the 12-month lease? And it really is just a pretty arbitrary number. It's a year-long time period, and that's generally what we dictate that people will be making changes within each year but we we now see that that yes it was fueled by 2020 but also just in the digital age that we're living our society is much more transient and the the the, also the aspect of the 12-month lease from the from the renters side of it is that or i'm sorry from the landlord side of it is that they don't get to often see their home so they rent it out for a 12-month period and then 12 months later, they pop in there and the whole house is destroyed and they have to do a complete remodel. And and so now you're actually seeing some of these landlords that are saying, I would rather do shorter term leases, um, being able to monitor and maintain my home throughout and obviously have the upside of a higher revenue source. And the reason that people are now considering it, not just beyond the revenue, is their biggest challenge of the whole process is now having solutions, which the biggest challenge is always well, how do I maintain it? How do I manage it? How do I deal with the with the constant um, need that it has? There's no doubt the revenue is there, but the question just becomes is can you manage it correctly? And there are now services such as ours that allow for, for hosts to really be able to do this pretty seamlessly. And the upside is there. Um, even to look at some of the multifamily apartment complexes that have always done 12-month leases forever, they're now looking and saying, well, now we offer a furnished solution um, we can get into furnishing too. That's another huge aspect. But uh, but overall, the concept of the twelve month lease is is really.
biggest things that we that we sell is this this concept of or that short term rentals sell of this concept that everything's ready for you. You you know we don't have a a very um, nostalgic society either, so we don't see a lot of times people that are the younger generation doesn't have their grandmother's um, chest of drawers that they that they are passed down and they need to have this furniture that they are so particularly tied to. They would rather go spend a couple of months living at one place and then pick up their backpack and their suitcase and then move to another place that is then fully ready and fully furnished. And that's the way that people would rather live and as opposed to furnishing everything wherever they go. Um, the fully furnished model, it, it was always set for kind of corporate travel, but now it's really just for regular living. Um, you know, People just want nice furnishings. They don't really have to have a personal connection to those. They would rather it just be there. I'm in the wrong generation. I get it. The, the interesting part of that, though, and, and I've been interested in just broadly from a, a travel standpoint, you know, how are we going to change how we travel? And tell me if I'm, I'm one of the things I'm, I'm starting to hear here and, and I, I think makes a lot of sense with some of the other trends we're seeing are, are well, let me ask it this way. Are, are the, with the, the, the rentals, are people driving more and they're doing it regionally type travel? I mean, or is it you fly somewhere across the country and then spend, you know, a month, six weeks, eight weeks there? Or is it, I'm just wondering if that's, if you've seen any changes in, in how we travel and, and the destinations that maybe we're, we're picking out. That's a great question. I am based here in Scottsdale, Arizona. And what we have seen is this huge migration of folks that are traveling to us from California. And one of the reasons is, is that they can just bring their car. And so they're, they're in this regional type of moving out of, of wherever I am. I have the ability to work remotely. I have the ability to be a little bit more mobile when it comes to my vehicle. So I could then just, you know, pick up and go somewhere a couple hours outside of this, this, you know, major city um, that I'm in. And that has been a huge aspect. I think that you hit the nail on the head that the driving, the driving part really is is a big part of the short-term rental experience. Oftentimes, sure, there's there's exceptions to that. Of course, people are flying, but uh, but we have seen that the short-term rental markets that are doing the best across the country are actually the ones that are about two to four hours outside of major markets. Um, it's the it's the small getaway places that are that are just crushing it because you've got the drivability factor. Um, combined with them that, that just that little bit more space mm-hmm. and i like that that coupled with the idea of um when we talk about changing our travel that you can work from a place and you can travel you can work while you travel in essence and it's something that maybe you wouldn't have considered on a you know two or three day weekend getaway type trip but you know if you rent some place for six weeks you can do some of the work things and do some of the after hours activities as well we see it all the time and uh yeah you'll, you'll soon be able to work in your car as you program in the the, the GPS destination on your vehicle and let the car drive for you and you'll be working in the car and you're watching your videos all along the way and that, that is the that is the future you know there is there is a a mix of this uh, travel and work that can all be combined together and it I I make the case that it is good for our society it's okay for us to change our destinations and, and our and our locations every once in a while it gives us a perspective and when you're in a, a, a home itself you really are able to immerse yourself into the culture of the area so much more so than if you were staying at a hotel itself. You know, I think that the, the one thing that I would want to just mention in all of this is that the the industry certainly has grown and evolved, and there are a lot of travelers who are taking advantage of it, and I'm definitely happy that they are. Um, within that, I think that we all have to be cognizant that in the world of technology, 
technology that we live in. Um, we love technology. We embrace it. But the fact is that in our lifetime, there will be no technology that will be able to make a bed. Uh, the making of the bed has to be done by a human. And that human has a name and a face and a story. And one of the things here at Well and Good is that we, we strive to serve well and do good. And one of the biggest points of that is to be finding win-win situations uh, and, and solutions that, that benefit our hosts, our guests, but also our teammates, the people that are working extremely hard to make this industry happen and to make these stays successful, to make the properties as clean as they need to be. And, and I think that it's important for us to, when we're looking at things like cleaning fees and we're looking at things like the, the experience itself, it's it's good for us to emphasize. Let's let's make sure that we're that we're treating the humans and, and, and compensating and uh, and being being good as citizens and, and humans to each other because we need each other and this industry relies on a lot of the human capital that is required and uh, and that's something that our company emphasizes and it's good for travelers to keep in mind as well. For more perspectives, news, and insights on travel, please visit sightseersdelight.com. dot com.